0: Hi everyone uh, welcome to YLI, the place where you get your daily dose of inspiration for entrepreneurship and today we have with us uh, Mr Vishnu Ramesh uh, co-founder of uh, settle.ai a cognitive bot bot platform that uh, can uh, parse through pdfs and create knowledge bases to help users their uh, information needs uh, Vishnu is a graduate of uh, bits hyderabad uh, and has been an entrepreneur in residence uh, for uh, for Triple IT Hyderabad, if I'm not wrong. Uh, hi Vishnu, uh, welcome to ELI. Yeah, thank you. Thanks for having me. Uh, Vishnu, I'd request you to introduce yourself to our audience, please. Sure. So uh,
1: my name is Vishnu. I'm the co-founder at Subtle AI, and uh, the, we're a deep tech startup that's focused around documents. Where we realized that uh, there's a huge problem with enterprises right now, where uh, they, they all have too many sources of unstructured data. So, when you say unstructured data, we refer to things like PDFs, emails, anything that can't actually be stored in a proper uh, usable format for different use cases. Uh, and they're essentially having an overlay, overload of uh, these kind of documents. And uh, we wanted to see, and we, we knew that the existing search metrics, like for example, the most popular search metric is a Control F search. Like right? you open your PDF, you do Control F, and then you look for stuff. Even there, when you, when you deal with documents that are big enough, what happens is you get too many search results for anything you put in. And there's still that manual overhead of iterating through those answers to actually get what you want. So what we wanted to do was we wanted to defeat the need of doing things like that. If we can understand the document perfectly, if we can understand what the user is saying perfectly, it's possible to create these correlations. Where a a quick example could be, um, maybe there's an employment agreement contract, right? And it has something related to reimbursements. Now, when you ask a question, you don't have to use the word reimbursement. You can say, uh, is there anything related to returns to expenses in this contract? Our relevance engine can identify that returns to expenses and reimbursements effectively mean the same thing. So it can very intuitively make these mappings. which means like you will effectively get exactly what you want uh, based on what you ask. And you don't have to worry about keyword focus. You don't have to worry about iterating through answers. Uh, we also show you the answers in the PDF. So it's a very, very smooth and simple way of finding information. <clears throat> so yeah, that's, I think that's, uh, that, uh, that's a quick brief about us.
0: I think this is a very interesting idea about uh, about the uh, uh, way we deal with PDFs and all. So, uh, and I also can see a lot of uh, application in other ad- ad- other aspects. Uh, for example, uh, scanning through uh, the internet con- content, uh, especially when you are doing research, uh, writing research paper, you uh, need some uh, relevant content from different research papers, uh, which are not uh, available with you and if there is an algorithm which can uh, find similar uh, similar topics and uh, what can be relevant to you. Uh, I think a, a very, very nice concept. Uh, now we will uh, move to uh, the problem statement you are solving. Uh, just tell us uh, in, in a single line uh, what a layman would understand. What is the problem statement you are solving?
1: There are too many. The, if if I could to explain it in one line, I would say something like uh, there are too many documents uh, for a human to deal with. Age that we're in right now, where uh, when it comes to things like databases, it's easy to automate. But yeah, when, there's, there are too many sources of unstructured data right now for humans to actually go through uh, manually. So I think that's that's that would be the core statement.
0: Okay. Uh, so, uh, let's start with uh, uh, the day uh, when you thought of becoming an entrepreneur. When did this idea came to you? Uh, especially when everybody has some ideas to, you know, uh, solve uh, day-to-day challenges and solve many problems, but not everybody becomes an entrepreneur. When did you think of becoming a founder? So, for me, it's, it wasn't, to
1: be very honest with you, it wasn't actually the love of entrepreneurship that got me over here. Because I actually love the idea. Like, uh, so that was that the funny thing. So my co-founder and I actually thought about this, uh, thought about something like this individually before we had met each other. Where what had happened was, I think he was also starting to think along these lines. Where like, uh, okay, there are too many documents. Is there something that we can do about it? Uh, so j- just, to give some, just to give you a quick brief, my, uh, my co-founder is actually Professor Manish He's a natural language processing professor at uh, Chitlati Hyderabad. Mm -hmm. Uh, So I met Professor Manish when uh, I was interning under him about, I think, two and a half years back. So that's when we had actually done the first POC over the summer of 2018, Mm
0: -hmm. where
1: that was all the base work, which was essentially like that proof of concept, where we wanted to prove that, okay, something like this is possible. So we spent two months built a base prototype. And then I think, uh, after that, I had my final year at Bits. So I I was going through my final year, but also I spent weekends at AAA. We tried to continue prototyping. Of course, was no, no salary, no pay, nothing. It was I was going to IT purely out of interest. Uh, and then IT had uh, extended that offer, where they said, like, okay, you had a core part of the technology over the last one, one and a half years. You can take this forward as a venture if you want. Once I got, now I could take it forward. I was completely sold because I this. Is, I think this is the first time I was so engrossed in something, that very serious about taking it
0: Okay, so uh, coming to my next question, uh, you you were a very good uh, student, uh, and uh, I'm assuming you'd have received multiple offers from uh, top MNCs uh, to uh, join them as an employee. So how 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 did you deal with such situations? Uh, uh, you know. Uh, uh, did it ever come to your mind that uh, you may become an uh, employee and uh, earn good salary?
1: So, I think by the time I came to final year, I think halfway into final year itself, my path was kind of set, where I was pretty sure that I was going to take this forward. Uh, I think one, one major issue I had was my father wanted me to do master's. Uh, my father wanted me to master, a lot of people recommended getting a job first before jumping into something like a startup, uh, but but I was confident because we've been working on this for about two and a half years now, effectively until till date, right? Uh, so we're quite confident about the technology. We also understood the market. We realized that this is a good time to capitalize on this. Uh, so I actually didn't sit for placements and I didn't apply for masters. Okay. Because I was so sure that I was going to jump right into this. So literally like one or two days after I came back, uh, from bits, that was it. Like, I informally started, I think, in six months, which was Jan 9th, 2020, was when we uh, formally incorporated. But work started right after I graduated.
0: Okay. Uh, how, how did your finances uh, uh, got managed? Uh, I, I understand that you are receiving some stipend from multiple um, IT Hyderabad. And, uh, uh, you know, uh, as a startup, you would have uh, received multiple fundings, the, but if you could uh, share with us uh, how this uh, were managed.
1: Sure. So, uh, so I was actually uh, selected under the uh, NIVI AR program, which is of course the Entrepreneur in Residence program that uh, CIA at IIIT Hyderabad organizes, they have, I think, uh, yeah, I, I was in the first cohort. I think they're going through the third cohort right now. Uh, so the, what, like you said, it's essentially, they, they provide support for about six to 12 months. Uh, I had, you, you basically make a case after six months and if they still agree with you, they would give you six more months or uh So personally, I was able to finance through that. Uh, I also got a lot of support through IT, where uh, there's this, uh, so there's an entity under CI itself called Product Labs and their focus is core around like uh, essentially productizing research work happening at IIIT and. One kind of the research work that's happening at Triple IT about me and my now co founder were pursuing, right? Uh, so we had some support from Product Lab. They actually supported us with engineers for about six or seven months. Uh, and I think in that six or seven months, we had, closed, uh, we had closed two clients. We got two clients through Triple IT, where uh, enterprise had come to Triple IT basically with the same problem that we're trying to solve, right? And since we are a Triple IT startup, the tech came out of Triple IT, Triple IT directly referred and said, these guys might be able to solve your problem. Uh, I can't uh, get very specific as to who, but I will say there's one uh, national bank and then there's one defense PSU. So the use case for the defense PSU is they have all these complex manuals around machinery and things like that. Uh, so, to help, so to help them do their repairs and maintenance uh, actions more productively, we essentially support this uh, smart access from these PDFs work. Uh, for the bank, we help them uh, essentially stay on top of incoming regulations, but also monitor internal banking processes and make sure that the processes are uh, executed in a smooth way. Uh, but, right, so I think over, over that six months, we were able to get some funding, uh, not funding, sorry, we were essentially able to get uh, early stage revenue, and then we essentially used that, and we've essentially been uh, sustaining since then with these, you know, essentially revenue coming in sports.
0: Okay. Uh, Vishnu, I see you have got some traction now and uh, there would be a steady inflow of uh, uh, revenue as well. Uh, what were, uh, What is your uh, future plans uh, where you want to take this uh, uh, venture? Uh, what is your vision? Uh, so vision is, uh, yeah, so the vision is, of course, we want
1: to, uh, this, so there's this quote that Albert Einstein has. Like he, right, he says, uh, why, do I have to, uh, why do I have to remember something if it's already written somewhere? And I think that's exactly how the whole team feels at Subtle.AI about documents. We believe that there should not be a need for you to memorize anything at all. Like technology has come to a point where like everyone can have their own virtual assistants that read these documents for them and help them find it. Of course, So th- there are two types of reading, right? One is like pleasure reading. I think that's something that should obviously stay because it has its own benefit. But when, when it comes to the workplace, they are usually exhaustive documents. Like some, we've seen documents about 1,200 pages. Now you're not gonna expect a single person to uh, go through PDFs that are so large, right? Like so many pages. Uh, so I think that's, that's the vision essentially. We want people to spend less time uh, learning so that they can spend more time to think essentially and do more productive oriented tasks uh, within their enterprises and essentially add value uh through uh, by mitigating like these manual overheads in their day to day jobs so that's yeah that's definitely the vision the vision is to help people by trying to enable them with
0: this knowledge okay uh how how did uh, you, you and your co-founder met uh, what was the dynamics uh, initially and how you you became uh, co-founders uh, you know being uh, uh, being a professor uh, he's tot- he must be totally oriented to academics and uh, perhaps research and uh, you being a student and uh, being a recent graduate, uh, your orientation would be towards uh, uh, building enterprises. So how everything comes together.
1: Right. So like I said, like, I think it all started two and a half years back right? where I, I was actually, I was an intern at Tripplighty then. And then I was uh, essentially, I got an opportunity to work under Professor Manish and then... The problem statement that we were working on is actually the technology that the startup is taking forward right now so since the start the focus has always been razor sharp just on this problem we're like okay there are pdfs there are other types of formats of documents and data like pdfs uh, that people can't really access to get information in like real time Uh, so is there a better way to do it so of course we started with pdfs we still deal with pdfs but uh, our algorithm itself can work with text now so even if you want us to ingest something like emails right we just have to work out mail apis and then as we can take the text and raw we can take the format in raw text. So it does not have to be organized in any way. We essentially essentially we have uh home we have uh models trained in-house that'll help us uh break this document down and identify different parts and what they mean and things like that. Uh but right, so the dynamic with money was of course, I start off as an intern, right? And then o- over my final year, the whole going every Friday and Saturday triple IT. So Saturday I used to go to meet Money where we would meet week on week, just try figuring out what we can do to take the prototype forward. Uh, and this was purely out of interest. At that point, I didn't know anything would happen out of it. Uh, but I think, yeah, like four or five months into that, I, uh, I think I reached out to IT to find out what they wanted to do with the technology. And then that's when they said, you, you have an option to actually take it forward as an EIR to North Carolina residence if you want to. Uh, I did that. Uh, so I uh, so I signed up for that essentially. I think so. Th- this is why, like right before I graduated, I already knew what I was going to do. Like the whole path was set. I had a very clear idea of what I wanted to do in life and things like that. Uh, and uh, so I didn't I didn't ask Manisha, actually, to actually be a co-founder because I wasn't sure if sir would be interested or not. Uh, but then there was this one day where Sir had called me. He called me to his office. He said, "How you're taking this as a venture forward?" And you didn't tell me. I said, "Sir, I wasn't sure uh, <laughs> if you would uh, be a." Uh, want to be a part of it and he said of course I want to be a part of it and I think that that was it so Manish had only one question to ask me before deciding if this is something that's worth going forward he said uh, what are your plans with the company is it uh, are you looking at a long term plan to grow something and make something very serious and very impactful or are you just looking to make money in the short term I thought about it and then I said uh, definitely long term because like we're also here because we want to we want to try to push the limits of technology. We want to see what we can do. We want to see how much better things can get from where they are right now. Uh, It's not, it's... In our case, there is a lot of love for the technology. Of course, we we are also very invested in the problem. But, uh, right, I think... So so the relationship with Manisha is actually very good because, like, we've been working together for about two and a half years now and, like, very strong relationship. And, of course, that, that mutual understanding was there. Or you can say like we found common grounds through our passion essentially, which was you
0: know this space trying to create uh, Looks like a very interesting journey, uh, but I'm sure there would be multiple challenges you have uh, you had to go through. So can you share uh, with us some of the challenges uh, that you have faced while uh, building and growing this venture?
1: Uh, so about, um, yeah, about six or seven months back was the first time we actually got into this dark place of like high pressure, make or break. If you don't get it right, like things will probably go downhill very fast. And uh, I think at that point we were just three developers and what had happened was, so we had two, we had two clients that we were working with by then and both clients wanted different things on the same day. So both clients were coming to meet us. One was coming maybe around one o'clock, one was coming around four o'clock. And for one of them we had to do an evaluation for the other we had to do a demo so just two parallel things and just all sorts of hell breaking loose and uh, i think that was the first time i actually questioned whether uh i was capable of executing something like this and I, I think that's also when i made peace with the fact that this question is going to keep coming up you can't be a hundred percent sure of yourself all the time you you try uh But right, you can't be 100% sure all the time. There are going to be times where you're going to doubt whether this is going to work or not. And then I realized, like, the only way to go through is to have faith. Because right now, you're not where you want to be. And then you just have to, you know, believe and figure out how to take things forward. Essentially, one day at a time. Okay. So, so yeah, there are multiple challenges around that. And uh, so, of course, deployments was one thing. Another another very strong challenge I faced was lack of experience. So I had to figure out how to learn as much as I could, as fast as I could, because a startup is not just building the technology or taking the product forward. Like you have to build the technology, you have to figure out how to take it forward, you have to identify segments, you have to figure out who to pursue, what kind of GKM uh, models you can have and things like that.
0: Uh, so, yeah. <laughs> so, uh, uh, I'm, I'm assuming I have learned a lot of lessons as well. Uh, would, you, would you mind sharing with us uh, as an entrepreneur, what are the interesting things you have learned, uh, which others can implement too?
1: I think the most important thing I learned is time management is key. If you can't manage your time, you can't take a startup forward because it's this is not a nine-to-five job. This is literally there are uh, there are I think three or four days where I might be averaging like three or four hours of sleep, and then there are days where I can take time off even on a Wednesday just it, it gets very hectic and it's just all over the place so you have to really be very good at managing things you have to be able to figure out how to take parallel tracks forward and i think until this point we are very used to taking only one track forward at a time this becomes uh, a little complicated to figure those things out um but yeah i think the last thing i would say is like there has to be the you have to have the humility to learn you have to be okay with uh being shameless about learning because what usually happens at least from what i've seen Uh, people get very insecure about how much they know in terms of knowledge and I think that that insecurity uh, kind of that insecurity actually ends up being an inhibitor it doesn't let you learn more because you always feel like you're not good enough and even if you try it it won't happen and uh, so that that was also I think a serious challenge that we had Uh,
0: perhaps uh, my final question to you Vishnu uh, sure. How do you think our present day uh, uh, young people, uh, uh, many of them are our audience, how would you suggest them uh, to start their journey as entrepreneurs? What are the, the different things they can do uh, to get started?
1: I think the first thing that any entrepreneur has to do before getting in a journey is you need to identify what the problem is. You need to be very honest about how you're solving it, and you need to be very honest about comparing your solution with what the existing alternative is. And there's no such thing as there's no alternative. There's a problem. There's always an alternative. So, for example, in our case, like uh, it's not necessarily a problem because there's uh, it's not necessarily a problem because there's not much awareness. Uh, for example, like 10, 15 years by Google search was not there, but people wouldn't have necessarily seen search as a problem then because they wouldn't have realized that there can be something like Google until Google actually came and set it up. Uh, so, so right. It definitely, will definitely have to be product market fit because this, this should be the first time that you are actually, this should be the most that is scrutinized in terms of what you're trying to do and things like that, because it's, it's proper make or break. It's, it, it, it's you don't if you don't think this thing through then it could become a very very messy situation it would be very difficult to deal with so i would say product market definitely no doubt about it
0: okay uh, on that note uh, i am done with the questions uh, anything uh, any final message you want to leave before we end the session I uh, no,
1: can't, can't um, think of anything uh, directly but I would say thank you so much for having me. It was a pleasure
0: talking to you. Likewise. And, uh... Okay. Yeah. It was a great pleasure to host you. Uh, I think our audience would have got, got lifetime lessons from this video. Thanks, Vishnu, for uh, taking our time and joining the session. And our best wishes for us yeah. Thank you so much. Thank you so
1: much.
0: Uh, viewers, uh, you can follow and connect with Vishnu on LinkedIn by typing Vishnu Ramesh. Also, do visit their website by typing subtl.ai. Uh, that is it for today's episode. I will be back with another exciting entrepreneur. Uh, stay tuned to ELI.